Hey, what do you say? Hey, were you dancing when that music was playing? This is Connected Dots Radio Show. Hey, and this is your host, Tom Edison. Hey, 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 what do you say? I say there's a lot of misinformation floating about out there. And uh, I'm going to give a little mention to it um, right away, you know. I've been, uh, mm, let me have a drink of water here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I get uh, stuff in my email uh, from the Galactic Federation representatives. You know, I hear they're the bad guys, so I always like to find out what the uh, opposition is doing, of course. Uh, it's questionable these guys are trying to be good or what, because they're trying to do a copy up on the Confederation, as you might have heard me talk about before. And um, they do five-minute videos with every presentation. I get about three emails a week from these group. And uh, the most recent ones are really, you know, I don't know what to make of it. Uh, I mean, they're talking about 200 uh, member planets composing, uh, composed of 12 different species called the Ombre. Not to be confused with the Mexican Ombres, but these are the galactic uh, 12 different species. That means humans are only one of them. Humanoids. Uh, others are, who knows what they are. Um, there's a lot of information out there. But uh, just to give you an idea of some of the stuff they uh, these groups are, I don't know if I can memorize all of them, but I can memorize some, some of them. One group is called the Alpha Centurions. Then there's the Arcturians, uh, the Procyonians, the Syrians, um, which the uh, their uh, five-minute video presentation misspells the word Syrians. Uh, I think, and I'm supposed to take this stuff seriously. And then the Pleiadians, uh, the, the Larians, the Orions, which they call they pronounce differently. Come on, and. Uh, let me see what else. Oh, the Niberians they mention also. Uh, one or two others, I think. I just can't think of them right now. But when they mention the, Ni- uh, the Niberians or Niberuans, they also have in parentheses the Atlanteans, you know, the, the famous Atlantis, you know, the, the, the people that were there. And um, I find that questionable, too, because um, I happen to know that the Niberians were here for 455,000 years ago. They landed on our world. It's in the Sumerian records. And they started playing around with humanity, manipulating our DNA 300,000 years ago. But this uh, presentation wants to list them as Atlanteans, which only showed up here less than 100,000 years ago, and uh, primarily are known for their, uh, you know, their popularity around 25,000 years ago, something like that. But uh, so there's a lot of questionable stuff there, and then they go on and talk about uh, 
There was another, another video the day before that was um, talking about uh, the life of the Pleiadians, you know, what they were about. And um, you probably all heard the term Pleiadians already, but uh, that particular one had a, a lot of problems with it also, you know. Well, not a lot of problems, but things that... Uh, you know, are con contradictive to other information that has come before. Mind you, this is the Galactic Federation, who's claiming to be good guys now, who, according to uh, Ashiana Dean from 10 years ago, said they had switched to being bad guys. And now they're trying to be good guys, but they seem to not have their uh, information straight again. So they, they were listing about uh, 10 different things in a five-minute video, of of what the life of the Pleiadians is. Now, I was shocked to find out. First of all, instead of the classic look of uh, blonde-haired, blue-eyed humans uh, that resemble Scandinavian people, they had them uh, pale green-skinned or pale blue-skinned look. And they didn't have the blonde hair either. They had different colored hair, auburn hair and uh, red hair or something. <laughs> You know, which is just a total opposite of what what has been revealed uh, decade for decade for those people who have been following the Pleiadians. And uh, also, apparently, uh, they talk about how great their, their environment is on their planets. And they talk about underground cities, crystal cities, but they're all underground. What? You know, I mean, how can you tell us about how great that is? We're on Earth here. We're on the surface, you know. We have all seen the beauty of Earth. Most of us have. And uh, you're talking about underground cities, and you're talking about they don't have windows, really. They have skylights, and that's all you get to look to see out. And... Uh, and uh, all the food is grown underground, yeah. So, it, and uh, there's dangers of uh, excessive radiation, and the sun's too hot. Like, what kind of a paradise is that? Oh my God, you know. And um, <laughs> you know, and then they keep uh, talking about, and the Pleiadians do this, and the Pleiadians uh, say this. And then we're getting down to the end of the five-minute tape, and all of a sudden uh, the statement comes up, and the politicians say this. What? You know, you switched from Pleiadians and, and you uh, slipped up and started saying the politicians? Like, what, what kind of a, like, you know, what are we supposed to think then? You know, and, and I, you know, when you hear things like that, you can see why I, I question who's who here, who's telling the truth. And then, as I mentioned last week, you know, we have the uh, Galactic Con Federation. Are they conious? I don't know. I mean, uh, you know, they're talking about, they've been talking about uh, and revealing information about the New Earth. Well, actually, most of the information about the New Earth comes through the star seeds. Um, but the Galactic Confederation um, talks about, you know, the beautiful New Earth. You know, they mentioned that, yeah, we're going to have different bodies, uh, silicon-based, crystalline, diamond-structured, as opposed to just 
the carbon-based flesh and blood. Okay, we can all appreciate that. And then the uh, New Earth is going to have all, all the bad guys are going to be removed as soon as the ET show up. But then they give us the information that, uh, well, within a couple of months after, uh, you know, sharing some of the uh, technology with us, the replicators, the uh, uh, med beds to, to make us uh, heal our our new bodies and make us look younger. And uh, then all of a sudden they say, well, there's going to be a tsunami and a pole shift, five-mile-high tsunami. First it was one-mile-high tsunami, you know, which is 5,000-plus uh, feet. Okay, and there's plenty of places on Earth we could all congregate above 5,000 feet. Uh, you know, places like Colorado, uh, most of Arizona, I think, is above... Uh, that uh, and uh, of course the Rocky Mountains and even some places on the Appalachians in uh, North Carolina region and there's other places around the world too the whole uh, Rocky Mountain chain down to South America and stuff like that and of course the Himalayas and other high areas but uh, then they changed that to uh, well the tsunami is going to be four to five miles High, which not too many places to hide from that, uh, you know, and, and uh, what it goes, you know, and then and then uh, so the plan is to uplift us all. Wait a second, we all just uh, ascended into the fifth dimension. We're supposed to have heaven on earth here, and then three months they're going to tell us we have to be uh, lifted off by their high-tech technology and brought to a planet in the Pleiades. And uh, uh, what's this place? What are we talking here? The planet with the uh, underground cities, and we're supposed to settle for that, and that's supposed to be heaven on Earth. First of all, you won't even be on Earth anymore. So, and what's, uh, you know, you got all the high technology. You know, I find it hard to believe that you can't, allow the Earth to go through a pole ship without uh, creating tsunami. Sure, you know, you shake a pedal, of, <laughs> a pail of water, the oceans would flop back and forth, but I think you could uh, make it uh, less flopping if a little effort was put into it. You know, I happen to be aware that the uh, the continents and everything can be, and earthquakes and all kinds of stuff can be manipulated by spacecraft, you know. There's the... Uh, uh, the two and the three type uh, different uh, realms can be combined in one and uh, with certain type of uh, craft. Actually, that information is pretty well available if you were to read the, uh, a book called uh, The Keys of Enoch. And it's explained about the different type of craft and what they can do. Amazing technologies, and uh, you know, so they're not talking about using these uh, amazing technologies. They're just talking about, you know, uh, as soon as we uh, they removed all the bad guys, and as soon as we get a, a taste of our new bodies and uh, and all the availability of everything, then they want to take us off the planet. What? You know, how can we have heaven on earth if you're taking us off the planet? 
because they want to allow the oceans to swash over everything. And, of course, that's questionable, too. You know, you allow the oceans to swish and swash over everything. All the infrastructures that we did have here, they're all gone. Soil is going to be poisoned by the uh, salt water, you know. And if you have some superior technology to immediately change that, well, you're not even telling us about it's going, that could be done because you want to take us off this planet. And, you know, if you happen to be aware of, of uh, some important science fiction movies that were made to warn us about the bad things that uh, extraterrestrials can do coming here pretending to be our friends, the most uh, important one is the Twilight Zone episode. Sure, it's just make-believe TV, you say, but the concept uh, relates exactly very similar to what's happening here. You know, these uh, telepathic uh, humanoid-type uh, beings land at the United Nations. Hmm, sounds familiar here, kind of like. And they say they, they telepathically pathically communicate to the human race, uh, you know, we're going to do all these great things for you, you know, and they leave a book. It's called To Serve Man, and everybody gets the book, and they go, oh, well, that sounds pretty good. They came here to serve us. Very similar to what is being talked about by the Galactic Federation, the Galactic Confederation, and uh, maybe uh, other groups, who knows. Uh, how many groups are going to be showing up and uh, vying for our attention or whatever. And then uh, eventually uh, in this episode, it's called To Serve Man. You need to watch a Twilight Zone episode. It's out there, a very popular one. Uh, catch at the end is the guys, uh, you know, they're, they're taking people to visit their planet. So, you know, here we go again. Uh, getting humans to board spacecraft, conning them to uh, board spacecraft. Uh, and they take them to the planet and they eat them there because they're cannibals. And in and, and the TV uh, program, they call them cannabits. Like, and there's the connection, cannabits, cannibals. And uh, as the guy who's been investigating this for four or five years and shiploads keep going, taking off the earth and being brought to their world, his girlfriend comes out and uh, she goes, we finally deciphered the book. Get off. Don't go. It's a cookbook to serve man. Yeah, that's how they were going to serve man on a platter, cooked. So um, we need to think about these things, you know. Science fiction warning movies are have always been put out there to warn us about possibilities, you know. And there's uh, many science fiction movies where the aliens come here, you know, they take over the communications just like they, there's a movie out there called Earth versus the Flying Saucers. Yeah, it's an old 50s movie, but there it is. Again, the aliens are showing up. They want to meet with the scientists. They want to convince us to, uh, to go partnership with them and uh, take over the communications just like it's been told us it's going to happen right after the event. They're going to take over world communications and say, people of Earth, you know, we're landing, blah, 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 and whatever. And they do it in that movie, too, where they take over the communications and they just tell the whole world, people of Earth, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're very similar to uh, what's happening now. 
And uh, so we have to, you know, we know from on earth from dealing with the, the politicians, the lying politicians and the crooked governments, what they tell us is quite often a deception. And that really relates to control of us, uh, abusing us, et cetera, et cetera. Now, um, you know, it's the ch- a change of the astral, <laughs> the zodiac, you know, um, the age of uh, <laughs> Pisces is over with. We're going into the age of Aquarius, and there is supposed to be a, a change. But who are these people that are orchestrating this change, you know? It seems to be uh, more than one, and uh, who do we trust, you know? And these are things that everybody needs to be talking about, except nobody is really talking about this publicly. The only way you can pick up on this information is by going to the 2012 portal, which hasn't... uh, They just did a big conference, supposedly, on November 11th, and there isn't a word out there now. You know, it has the... uh, the Cobra site, portal.blogspot.com has not been taken over by another group, uh, you know, and, uh, uh, it's, you know, it's really getting annoying here. They just had a conference, uh, that's like three weeks ago or something like that, and not a word about the conference. You know, the last one they had months ago before that over in Thailand, and it wasn't that long before uh, we had the... Uh, a record of what was said at the uh, event, you know, and there was a lot of important information there being revealed that made sense. But this uh, quandary or whatever you call it, uh, this mystery is still ongoing, and it needs to be deciphered and uh, figured out. And we need to start thinking about and questioning everything, you know, because one thing, our things are we're gullible. We want to believe everything. And there's nothing wrong with that as, as long as we're not being deceived. But the possibility of deception is a possibility. I mean, all these mistakes being uh, made, and even the most recent ones, these five-minute videos coming from the Galactic Federation, of course, we were warned over 10 years ago by uh, the Guardian Alliance uh, supplies the information to uh, the spokesperson, Ashiana Dean, otherwise known as the Asha, Ashiana, uh, another word too. And uh, she had her two books out there and she went uh, touring and she just got plenty of videos that it's worth investigating. And, um, but her stuff is questionable too, you know, and, um, I go back to, I always mentioned the fifth apocryphal revelation where the information given to humanity, uh, you know, back in the beginning of the last century was that all the information on earth is tainted. It's all inaccurate. So that quite possibly suggests all this new information is in has its inaccuracies, you know? And as I've, uh, one of the lines I have in one of my social political songs called The Common Man, and the YouTube uh, video is out there. Um, I did a live performance at a at small club in New York, and um, 
um, the, the my favorite line in it is they feed them they feed them lies through the TV screen. It goes down easy with a dash of truth. And uh, my analysis of all this information coming out from the Galactic Federation, the Galactic Confederation, and other groups, Guardian Alliance, that some of their information is inaccurate either, inaccurate also. And uh, I'm on Twitter every day just about, and uh, I have a certain, about a dozen people I follow. Most of them are starseeds or walk-ins. Uh, you can look that one up, walk-ins, what it is. Basically, it's an agreement where an individual uh, has permission from the earthling to walk in the body and they share the body, and it's for the purpose of communication from a higher realm by the walking person, the individual that walked into the body. And it's uh, not an invasion, it's agreed upon thing. And if you... Uh, uh, Read what these walking people, or you can. There's a few of them on, on Twitter right now. Uh, I think the uh, the ethics of what they're speaking, they sound reliable, and um, they don't make these mistakes that the uh, Federation and the Confederation are making. And uh, talk about mistakes, and then there are the channelers on. Uh, on uh, Twitter, and of course, channel people that channel information are always questionable because we don't know if they did the proper investigation of the people they're channeling. You know, there, there's the the three time question rule. I've said it before, but I'll just mention it again: if you're ever dealing with an entity and you're not sure uh, whether they're um, legit or they can be trusted, you have to ask them the key questions three times, like. Where is your allegiance, or something like that? You know, are you uh, a servant of God or a servant of the ungodly? You know, that would be two questions, and they have to give you have to ask the same question three times. No, it's not being rude. If they're legit, they understand that that's proper etiquette, proper procedure to make sure, because there's a rule that they have to tell you the same answer in the same way three times. If they can't do that, that says that they are not legit. So anyhow, there's this uh, person um, who uh, claims to be here to help us, and uh, some of the information she reveals is uh, seems to make sense. And the most recent one is she's claiming uh, she's going to be channeling uh, Jesus Christ and Mary Magdalene. Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, these are two famous uh, characters in the uh, individuals uh, in the the Bible, you know, in the Gospels. The uh, and uh, here we go again, channeling. Uh, now, if you're familiar with, uh, you took the time to read the uh, the four Gospels in the Bible, which are talk about Jesus and the things he did from four different uh, perspectives of the people who were around at the time and actually personally known him. And uh, the mention of uh, the the tiny mentions of Mary Magdalene, who was uh, from other sources outside of the Bible, you can find out she was the leader of women disciples. 
I know, and then there's the stories that are not in the Bible and that supposedly they got married, but then there's the other stories from other sources about the, uh, the, the life of the one Jesus. Of course, he was Jesus. He was an incarnated soul from a higher uh, being, having the authority to uh, create son and uh, manifested into a body and uh, of a child that was named Jesus. Of course, there was many with a common name, Jesus, Yeshua, as they would say, uh, a very common name, like it was like John, you know? So uh, it was plenty of Yeshua's walking around at the same time. But here's the deal, you know? Uh, there was never any mention of, uh, if you read the Gospels, and uh, if you read the information in the fifth apocal revelation, there's never any mention of listening to channelers. Uh, you got get that information from other sources, and then you learn about the three question rule, and then uh, also you find out that uh, there's other information regarding Jesus and Mary uh, Magdalene. You know, there's the fable stories out there. Yeah, they were. They were actually uh, got married and um, had children. But um, there's information out there from sources that are more reliable, I say, than the Bible. And uh, because I've read these other sources and I've read the Bible, I'm qualified to make that statement. And uh, that, that the, the other sources say that... Uh, uh, Jesus was forbidden to leave children on this world. So uh, that kind of negates any story about him having children with Mary Magdalene. Yeah, you know, they might have been uh, good friends and worked in partnership in um, revealing the, the message um, that uh, Jesus was attempting to reveal to mankind that the real God is God of love. Uh, so. You know, this is uh, this challenge is supposed to happen in a day or two, whatever. But I question it just from the beginning, you know. And he never uh, the uh, the confirmation from these two sources, uh, the Gospels in the Bible, and the uh, other source I'm talking about, the Apocal Revelation. They do agree on one thing: that the promise was made that. Jesus, who walked the earth in the flesh, said he would return. You know, they, they both say, yeah, that statement was made and he will. All right. It doesn't say anything about being channeled. And why would he do that? Allow that to him to be part of that. First of all, his mission was finished on earth. He had done what he had come down to do. And he's of a superior authority. Uh, beyond just an ascended master. And a lot of these uh, uh, newer, new kids in town, the Galactic Federation, the Galactic Confederation, they simply refer to him as an ascended master, which says they don't even really know who he is. I mean, he is an ascended master in a sense, but he has a higher title living above that. So... Again, more things coming up that I question, and more things are being presented out here, I think, to trick us into believing things 
that uh, are simply inaccurate, you know, or the dark side making their last attempts to make fools of us and trick us and deceive us. And we have to be wary of this because that's what the dark side does. You know, trickery is permitted in the universe, and they take advantage of that heavily. And uh, so much for that. Hey, this is Colin Radio Show, by the way. If you have a telephone, that's right. You might, you know, if you're a listener out there, you just might happen to have a telephone. And you can call in um, 888-627-6008, toll-free number, if you're in the U.S. or Canada. Uh, if you're from another part of the world, hey, you got to go to the, I don't have it in front of me now, you got to go to the BBS radio and uh, uh, the BBS radio site, and uh, this is station one I'm talking on, and the number is there. I just don't have it in front of me right now, but you can look it up, and they'll tell you uh, you'll have to do uh, a country call and free number and then uh, a regular number. You're not, you're not lucky enough to get the toll-free number. So, but hey, to get on a radio show that's global, you know, you can spend a few bucks, whatever, especially if you have something important to say. Hey, 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 you know, what do you say? Well, call in and then we'll know what you have to say. (laughs) Uh, Hey, uh, the word's out. We should be talking to our DNA. It's not crazy, you know? It's really sensible. We've been deceived so much by the uh, dark side rulers of planet Earth to keep us numbed down, and uh, we've been deceived into uh, believing that uh, we don't have abilities that we have, and one of the abilities is we can talk to our DNA. It's not a stupid thing to do. You know, maybe you feel like you have to stand in front of a mirror to do it, but you don't. You can just, you know... Start talking to your DNA. Call it by its name, DNA, you know? Of course, that's abbreviation, but the word is like too lengthy, so DNA works better. DNA, I want you to come out of your slumber and activate yourself. I ask the universe to support me in activating my DNA. Hey, DNA, I'm talking to you. Yeah, the DNA in my body. Activate and become fully active. So I can talk to my over self. You know, to be able to talk to your over self, you have to have all your DNA working, basically. And uh, uh, you have to make the connection between your seventh chakra and your eighth chakra, which is uh, a couple inches above your head, which leads to the other chakras, which leads to your over soul up in the higher dimensions. Your true self, that's it. And uh, that's where your true personality is and stuff. And then uh, those of us, you know, when you're down here on Earth, you had a down step down into this position. And, of course, because the bad guys in the ruling planet Earth, we had to agree to have our memory washed of our life previous to being on Earth. And uh, that's it. Your spirit um, combined with a fetus being some other having a physical fetus growing her body, you get to pick which one you want to be your mother, and uh, 
you get to uh, uh, sell your spirit into uh, her womb and, and start uh, hooking up with that uh, physical uh, embryo growing in her body. It doesn't happen at the moment of conception. It happens sometime after. It's debatable. You know, it could be a month later. Maybe it's three months later. I think it's different with everyone. And uh, that needs to be part of the conversation, too. But that's how it's done, basically. Your spirit uh, sails into the embryo that's growing in some woman's body and whom you'll get to know as your mother after you pop out and become the physical being. But your, your consciousness... Your personality is getting to know that embryo inside your mother. That's why one of the main reasons they don't want people to get to, uh, they don't even know that, but that's a good reason to understand why you shouldn't be getting an abortion. If that happens to be a path you have to take in life, uh, late, late in the pregnancy. I mean, you know, it's a, it's a choice the woman ha has to make. And, uh, of course, um, uh, God is aware of everything, the real God, and uh, he's aware if the woman's going to go for a port, uh, an abortion, and he has the authority to intervene in anything, the real God, and will snatch your personality out of that baby before it's aborted. So no one is really being killed, but you lost your opportunity. <laughs> uh, all the time you spent in the womb, you, you're going to lose that, and you'll have to start over again with some other uh, woman who has an embryo growing in her. But that's important information that should be talked about because it's known. And uh, doctors don't have the ability with their quackery uh, equipment to figure that out. They don't even want to admit that the spirit consciousness is something separate from the uh, flesh and blood. Uh, you know, that's how ignorant they are. So, but I just gave you some important information there. You happen to be carrying a baby, and you're not sure whether you want to keep it or not. You probably have, uh, if you're three months down the road with your pregnancy, you probably have a consciousness connecting into that embryo that you're taking already. So, I mean, you still have your charge. You're the woman. If you feel, you know, um, you have to have that abortion for whatever reason, you have the right to make that choice. And uh, believe me, the real God will know about it because he pays attention to all thoughts and uh, that go out there, and he will pull that consciousness out before that abortion, and so nothing will be killed except the, uh, the material that you were ca carrying in your body, that uh, flesh and blood, yeah, that will cease to exist, but it won't have a consciousness any more in it because it will be pulled out beforehand before the abortion, and this is important information to know for all these people that keep crying the blues, you're killing somebody. No, you're, you're not killing somebody. Yeah, you're killing that physical flesh that was growing in you, but there won't be any consciousness when the uh, abortion takes place because that consciousness will have been pulled out. That's, and that's the more detailed story. Uh, so anyhow, talk to your DNA. You know, it's not as crazy as you think. If you uh, investigate, uh, and of course we should be investigating everything, those of us who are truth seekers. You know, the, uh, there's a good book out there, I can't think of the name of it now, by a 
somebody who was uh, uh, considered uh, um, what's the word for it? Uh, an important person in the Navajo Nation, uh, a wise master or something like that, uh, an elder, and um, um, he, he uh, a lot of his important information came out in a book, and he talked about talking to plants, you know, uh, the Navajo people, you know, they, they're they confined to a very uh, uh, bad quality soil on the reservations, desert-like conditions. And so it's it's not easy to get healthy plants, but this uh, elder of the Navajo generation, wise man, he knew some of the secrets about getting plants to grow. And he talked about before, uh, while you plant your seeds, uh, talk to those seeds. Crazy as it sounds, no, it's not crazy. Because uh, he, he goes on to say, the seeds expect you to talk to them. And if you're not talking to them, they wonder why you're not talking to them. Because when you talk to the seeds you just planted, it will make the crop grow bigger and healthier. And you go out there every day and talk to those seeds that are starting to grow. You know, uh, just like plants in the house. Say nice things to them, think nice things. It's been proven plants do respond to good vibrations and they also respond negatively to, uh, you know, bad vibrations, negative vibrations. That's a proven fact. And, uh, so, back to, hey, if it's good for uh, talking to the seeds to make the plants grow, sure, you got, it's going to be helpful to your DNA if you talk to your DNA. You know, take this stuff seriously. The information is out there. I'm just re- uh, relaying some of it that I've come across, and I'm just hitting the, the tip of the iceberg. And then, of course, if you uh, there's things called protection, you call for protection from the universe. You know, uh, the thing called the vi- violet flame, uh, you call for it, invoke it, you speak it, you can speak it, you can just do it mentally, telepathically, think it, or you can speak it out. You know, I'm calling on the violet flame to come down around me and protect me from the negative vibrations and also to transmute all negative vibrations that may be around me. And this is real protection. It's real. But uh, as that old saying goes, you have not because you ask not. You know, famous teaching of Jesus, ask and you shall receive. And the follow-up to that is uh, you have not because you ask not. And the same goes with protection. If you want protection from negative psychic energies, and we still have them on planet Earth here, you call for that protection, and you'll get it. The universe responds to requests. You can even just think it. Use your telepathic abilities. We all have them. You've been lied to if you were told that only special people have them. And it basically involves you think something, and what you're thinking, that picture image connects with the universe. The universe is designed to work this way. Why aren't you working with the universe? You're, you know, 
you have access to it, but you've been tricked and lied to that only special people can do this. Anybody can do it. And we all have telepathic abilities. You know, I've had the, uh, you, um, a main thing, uh, well, let me tell you to you like this. Uh, a number of years ago, I wrote a book called Connect the Dots Theory. Yeah. I talk about it occasionally on my show because it's my book. I put a lot of important information into that, and I made it simplified English. So anybody with a junior high school education can pick up that book and learn a little about multidimensional realities, uh, the connections of geometry and all other kinds of amazing things. Plus, it's loaded with pictures, pictures of things that fly around at night that only a camera can pick up. And these things are probably in your backyard. But you're, if you're not making the attempt to get a camera that takes night photography, you're missing out, you know? These are creatures that, you know, they live their life outside the realms of our human vision, but the camera will pick them up, and they do have, uh, they are living, and they do have, leave light trails, and that's what you pick up, the light trails, and they're aware that we're looking at them and taking pictures. In fact, some of the pictures in my book prove that they knew I was coming out there with the camera, and they purposely went in front of the lens and zigzagged all around, and Made, uh, kind of made drawings and stuff like that just to show me that they knew what I was doing and they just wanted to uh, drop by and get in front of the camera and say hello, just like we like to grandstand in front of cameras, you know. You've seen it all the time on the news, people walking by in the background and some kid waves into the camera. Well, <laughs> some of these consciousnesses, that we can't see with our normal human sight that are out there and they leave light trails and they see us looking looking for them with a camera or something like that. They can't resist. They come around and they show up in front of the camera, watch me zip back and forth in two seconds. I'll do 100 miles right in front of you and leave the light trail to prove I can go that fast. You know, and uh, that's if they come real close and then there's other ones flying around the sky. I've got pictures of them in that book. You can be a smarter person in one night by just getting a copy of that book. You know, you find it. I can find it on Amazon. Uh, I think uh, eBay also used copies or something like that. Uh, Google it. Connect the dots theory. Yeah, Google actually provides you for the first forty pages free of the, the dialogue. There's, there's really a. Maybe one, only one picture, but you get the book, you've got about 75 pictures. There's only about one picture in the free information, but you got three or four of the diagrams that show you about amazing things that come out of the sky. It, you know, it's like a zip in the sky, and here's all these points of light coming out of the sky. So I didn't have a camera on, on certain events, but the, the uh, what was happening was so phenomenal, I had to... Uh, the next uh, morning, write down, draw myself some pictures of what I was experiencing firsthand, close up. And this stuff is all real in my book. It's not a theory, you know. And unfortunately, Google labels my book as fiction. I can't do anything about that, you know. I can't even communicate with Google, you know. They don't care. They make their determination, and I'm stuck with it. 
but it's not a fiction. It's a nonfiction book, and it's based on personal experiences and a little bit of correlating other known information and connecting the dots. That's why it's called Connect the Dots Theory, and a lot of the pictures show all the dots that appear in the sky beyond the stars, and those dots are being connected also. Again, the name of the book is Connect the Dots Theory. You won't be sorry if you get it. I mean, it's a drop in a bucket. You know, 5 to $7 to download it. You know, I recommend you go to the store, order it through Barnes & Noble or Fulton Book Company from Pennsylvania, and get the uh, 8.5 by 11 copy book because uh, you can flip back and forth through the pictures, and each picture has a statement related to what you're looking at, you know, so you don't have to guess about it. It's point making the, the major points. It's got pictures of ETs in it. I mean, not ETs of extraterrestrial craft that are hovering. I refer to them as UHOs, unidentified hovering objects. But they obviously, uh, they're spacecraft, and they appear and hover at events where they're interacting with humans. And I've been at those events, and I've had telepathic communication at those events. And I talk about it in my book, too. And you'll get some real detailed stuff, to, you know. And I've had other type of communications. The flying crescent is mentioned in my book. I, have, I didn't have a camera then, but uh, it was definitely a communication to me. I'm out there in, in the night looking at the stars, and I'm thinking something, and something very profound, and all of a sudden this, I call it a flying crescent. It appeared out of nowhere and shot across the sky in about three seconds. And uh, the, the telepathic thought I picked up was they were approving of what I had said. They had listened into my thoughts, and they were acknowledging that, yeah, yeah, we, we agree with that. And that's what you can perceive in telepathic communication. Of course, the most fun I had was when I did the night of comedy with uh, an unseen entity, but I knew I was hooked into it. And uh, we became a comedy team, <laughs> you know, and uh, I was entertaining a small crowd, and I couldn't say anything wrong. And uh, uh, when I didn't have, didn't have to think about it because this entity was giving me the next funny thing to say, and I would just say it, I, you know. I'd just go along as if it was my own thought, and this went on for hours and hours and hours until the sun came up. And uh, then I just thought, you know, hey, I'm tired. I got, I got, we got to end this because this entity would have go, gone on forever. You know, apparently he didn't have to sleep, but after being up all night telling jokes, uh, it was time. The sun was coming. It was time for me to take a cat nap at least. And uh, I got the acknowledgement that he understood that, and that was the end of the communication. But it was real. And, of course, it made me think that, you know, maybe uh, uh, all uh, all comedy is like that. You know, you're working with an, an unseen comic from the uh, invisible realms. You're just not aware of it. <laughs> and uh, maybe all good comics, they have that relationship going. They're just not aware of it. But I became aware of it. And uh, I'll tell you, that's how good comedy can be done. You know, it was like... Uh, I lived the life of the perfect comedic night. Uh, 
people like Jay Leno only wish they could have a night like that, you know, and other famous comedians. But uh, I got to live it. And uh, that's the magical part of the universe, when you connect with the higher realities and good things happen. Yes, and comedy does exist in the higher realms. Like you read and learn about all that in my book, Connect the Dots Theory. You know, download it, get it somehow, study the pictures in one night. We only are talking, it has only 100 pages of text. Anybody can read that in an hour or two. But the most important part is the, the pictures, the diagrams, and the explanation of what the diagrams are showing and the explanation of what the pictures are showing, and at least 75 photos in there and enlargements of photos, and you can see the unidentified hovering craft easily. And you can see the uh, the uh, small creatures that leave the light trails and the ones that show up in front of the camera. I've got, and the pictures are there. These are pictures I have never seen in anybody else's book. And I've looked at many books, and I'm always looking at the stuff that's being presented on the uh, Internet. And my book has things that no one else has ever revealed out there in, in regard to photos. And uh, the most unusual, in fact, there's one uh, uh, close-up of a spacecraft. You know, you take your uh, photos. Um, they're all on film. So I have uh, improved that they haven't been altered. Because when you uh, have the, the negatives from the film, that the pictures are printed on. You have the proof that it hasn't been altered. And, uh, you know, anything we see now on, on uh, digital uh, computer screens can be all fake. <laughs> but the stuff I have in this book, it's all provable to be real, the photos and stuff like that. And if you listen to how uh, I speak and talk the dialogue and the explanations, you it won't be hard for you to believe that I'm speaking the truth. And uh, But anyhow, the pictures, you know, like I said, there's one uh, enlargement of a UFO that was in the distance and uh, looking at my photographs from the, like the night before or when I finally got them processed at the photo place. You know, I didn't take them to Photoshop. Uh, the... Uh, you know, I was like, wait a second. That looks like a spacecraft way up there in the corner. So um, um, I went and had it enlarged. And lo and behold, there's this amazing uh, hovering spacecraft that was just standing still up there, floating around. It looked, when I, I zoomed up close to it, it... Uh, and from the angle I was looking at it, it looks like a face. <laughs> and this is real, you know? And you're only going to find a, a, a photo like that in my book. When the spacecraft, when you zoom up close to it, it looked like a face, literally. You know, and then if you zoom back a little, you can see it has some kind of like a tetrahedron type shape, an unusual shape that, Again, that nobody else has photographs of. 
not the secret U.S. military programs working with the secret ETs, and not any of these ET races that talk about their motherships, which I hear are long, or the cigar-shaped ones. I think I have one photograph in there where there there is a hovering cigar-shaped one. Uh, but the the main things are these tetrahedron ones, and the one that I zoomed up close on, and uh, you know, color photograph too. It uh, it sure looks like a face. You won't have any problem seeing the face. In fact, that uh, that same uh, face is put on the cover of the book, but without the explanation and stuff, you might just take it for a face. But it's actually a close up of an unidentified hovering object or spacecraft. So, I, you know, you got a thousand and one reasons to get this book. If, you, if you're really interested in finding out some of the hidden aspects of total reality and some of the uh, aspects that connect with our Earth already and, and have been probably for a long time, get the book, Connect the Dots Theory. The book I named the show after Connect the Dots. That's what you're listening to now. Connect the Dots radio show on Station One, BBS Radio. Radio Free America, where we can speak about these things and uh, not be censored in any way, shape, or form. Hey, um, Last chance, it's uh, and this is a call-in radio show. Uh, there's about five minutes left, but if you're quick with your phone, you can actually call in 888-627-6008 and make some amazing statement, and we'll all be happy to hear it. But uh, moving right along, you know, it's an important for us to participate in the meditations. And uh, there's a, a peace in the Middle East uh, meditations going on to end the war every four hours. Look it up on the Internet. Uh, uh, Twitter is a good place to start. We love uh, meditations or we love uh, mass meditations is the hashtag. And uh, sometimes uh, I, I retweet, if you uh, mind, uh, at Tom Edison Prez, P-R-E-Z. That's my hashtag. You can uh, uh, search my uh, tweets. You'll find uh, uh, I usually retweet these uh, the times and dates for these uh, important meditations. Oh, yeah. Like if you're on the East Coast, the uh, meditation... Uh, uh, for peace is uh, every, or to end the war in Palestine, it's every four hours at uh, 12, 4, and 8 p.m. and 12, 4, and 8 a.m. Uh, and so you get on the computer at, at that particular time and uh, listen to one of the walkthrough things there that speak to you in English or whatever other language you want to uh, listen to, and you participate for about 15 minutes. And then you become part of the collective energy that will help offset the negativity. And um, because the full moon is coming up, yeah, and that's uh, 
lot of power in a full moon. Uh, let me see. At uh, and I'm talking East Coast time here because that's where I am, New York City. Uh, 10 a.m. tomorrow, or we're into Sunday already here uh, on the East Coast. 10 a.m., which is about the show ends at 2 a.m. East Coast time, so eight hours beyond the end of the show at 10 a.m., there's a free healing, free remote healing from Japan. And uh, you can click into that at uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time. And then the same on the following day, on Monday at 10 a.m., and the same on the following day, uh, on Tuesday at 10 a.m., three days. Full moon is on Monday, I believe. And uh, there's also a, a global meditation at the exact time of the full moon. Uh, you got to look that one up. I can't think of it offhand, what the exact time of the full moon is, but it happens on Monday. Uh, so participation in these events is important because you add the power to the collective consciousness of humanity uh, in a positive way, and that helps offset the darkness uh, because uh, we all need to help each other get rid of the darkness. Sure, the ETs are going to do it for us, the final removal of all darkness after the event. And the event, we can, by bringing more light, when we participate in these things, we actually attract more light to planet Earth. And if the more light we can bring to planet Earth just by participating in these meditations, the faster the event will happen. And we want the event to happen because it marks the end of evil on planet Earth. And that's something we all want to see. And it's something to look forward to. I've said it before, but uh, start talking to your friends about it. The quantum recrystallization of all matter. And uh, that's where we... Uh, like uh, caterpillars turning into butterflies, at that moment in time will be the metamorphosis of the human race. Uh, The carbon-based blood and flesh will give way to the silicon diamond crystalline form. And uh, it will all happen at that moment, and it will happen to all of us at that moment, at the moment of the event, something to look forward to. Because the, the the body we're moving into, our personalities will continue as they are. The new body is like indestructible. It can last forever or as long as you want to keep it. And uh, requires basically no maintenance. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, it's something to look forward to. It's a better future. Okay, we're coming to the end of the show, and as I tell you every week, you're going to hear the lead guitar solo of my song, Are You the Party in Kind, 30 seconds of it at the end of that song, followed by my anthem, I Gotta Be Somebody. And uh, if you're interested in uh, um, a solution for the uh, peace in the Middle East, peace in Palestine, and the war, I've got a video out there on YouTube. It's called Jerusalem. You can look it up. You know, it's CD Baby. 
uh, courtesy of CD Baby. It's on my album, Songs Better Than Dylan. Uh, also, you might have to put my name by Tom Anderson, but it's out there on YouTube. Listen to the words, you know, and uh, you'll see that the message to solve the, the peace in Palestine is in this song. Anyhow, okay, I'm going to do the countdown, and then you're going to hear what you hear at the end of my show every week. Uh, I tell your friends to tune in next week. Okay, Mr. Engineer, it's the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, one. Statistic. I don't wanna be just a nobody. Gotta be somebody or I won't be satisfied. Gotta be somebody if you're alive. I don't wanna be no John Doe. I don't wanna grow just to be old. Gotta be somebody or I won't be satisfied. Gotta be somebody. Without being made clear to the world, my ideas And all those people that had walked on by Now stop the look, cause I caught their eye I don't want to be nobody's slave I don't want to join, join in my grave Gotta be somebody or I won't be satisfied Stop the look, cause I caught their eye. 